With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside FM allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to this episode of the Talking Blues Podcast. I am Josh and I am joined by my two co-hosts Alex and Peter and we are here after a Chelsea loss in the FA Cup final to Leicester City 1-0. And this one uh, happened the way it happened. It is what it is. It was an amazing goal. Um, There was no doubt about it. Uh, You know, the handball is a different story. I think there was a handball. I mean, if... If Conte says it was a handball, I believe Conte, and I think it was a handball as well. But um, we're sitting here after they've already lost. You have the offside decision as well, and um, another example of how VAR should most likely be taken out of the sport of football and in the FA Cup and in the Premier League and all that stuff, and how Chelsea uh, fans and uh, obviously there was the clip that went viral of the Chelsea fans in in the uh, in the stands that. They were celebrating, and, uh, you know, once they got the news that, um, you know, the game or the goal had been disallowed because of VAR, uh, kind of just turned to sadness. Um, And people will call the Chelsea fans and listening to our podcast salty uh, and, you know, not deserve whatever Leicester City won this game. And they did, um, and they are the FA Cup champions. But, um, you know, as you can tell from my tone, it's something that I'm not, I don't, it's just kind of sadness. It's not uh, anger, um, you know, in that aspect. And I think it'll depend on what my other co-hosts think about this one. Um, but, you know, it is what it is, in my opinion. I think there really, really isn't, isn't anything too big. I'm not as furious as, you know, we'll have to hear Alex in a second um, of the VAR ruling. Um, I think it just is what it is. You have to deal with it. You have to move on, which, um, 
yeah, I, I mean, we'll be playing Leicester City this this week, tomorrow, and let's beat them. Um, well, let's beat them. I'll just start, and I want to say, I'll just prefix this by saying, my opinions on the game is that Leicester City deserve to win, but they shouldn't have won, if that makes sense. They deserve to win. They outplayed us. They definitely played better than us. They deserve to have probably more than the goal they scored. And we didn't deserve to score because we played terribly. But they shouldn't have won. That goal should not have stood. I mean, Chilwa was offsides, yes, but it's so fractional and it's a cup final and you're going to just call it off by literally like his short, like the length of his shorts. But I mean, what's new, right? VAR, VAR screwing us. Nothing new there, of course. Um, but the game as a whole, we just didn't play very well. I mean, especially in the first half, we created almost nothing going forward. I mean, defensively, we played very, very well, except for, except for the goal. I mean, that was really their only chance. They, and I mean, they shouldn't have had the chance to begin with as it was a handball, but whatever. I'll just pretend as if it was the right call. I mean, besides that. Keppa couldn't have Keppa couldn't have done anything, but I think if Mendy was in place of Keppa, I I do actually think that Mendy would have saved that. Mendy is what like five six inches taller than Keppa, and Keppa was probably two inches away from getting a fingertip on that ball. I think if Mendy's in net, he has at least a much better chance of saving it than Keppa. And I think after the game, I'm pretty sure Tielemans said that before the game he got a text saying to just aim for the top corner, which I mean. When there's people texting someone, when when people are texting your opponents to just shoot from wherever, whenever, and just aim for the top corner when your goalie's in net, I mean, that's not good, right? You want, but if it was Mendy, I'm sure they wouldn't have. I I guarantee you that Tielemans would not have shot that because he would have been much less confident if there was a an offense to Kepi. He's been playing well, but a much better goalie in net. I mean, but that being said, I don't think he could have saved that. Kepa like. He had a solid positioning, but he just wasn't tall enough and couldn't get a fingertip to it. But whatever, right? I mean, Tuchel decided to start Kepa. I didn't personally like it. I thought Mendy should have started. Then, like how Schmeichel started for Leicester. And I mean, look what happened when they started their starter, starting goalkeeper. He made a save on Showell header and made an incredible save on Mason Mount's volley. I mean, but... Moving on from that, Keppa didn't do anything wrong, but I think if Mendy was in net, we should have, which we should have been in net, and Mendy should have been in net, it might have been a chance to save that. Uh, Jorginho, I want to point out, as someone who was utterly terrible, again, second straight game, he just didn't look confident, I guess, is a way to put it. He, oh, he never went forward, he always went back or to the sides, he gave the ball away, he was misplacing passes, he didn't dribble well. He really didn't do anything well. He did some stuff average. He didn't really contribute anything. He was just kind of there passing the ball around. So, I mean, that's his second straight game, and I did, he's been playing very well before these two games. And there's so many fans on like Twitter that are saying, like, oh, Sodraguinho, Sodraguinho, as if he wasn't playing very, very well beforehand. He's just a string of bad games, and I think he does not deserve to start uh, against Leicester again because he got completely outclassed in the midfield. But... He's been playing well, so don't let two games come make you think that he's like the worst player on the team. He's still very good. He just, I think he lost a bit of confidence after after messing up and get, getting basically that own goal against Arsenal. Um, 
any other players I want to point out? I guess Conte I want to point out for being very, very good. Uh, he was everywhere again, but that's like the usual now. Reese James at right center back worked better than I thought it would be at the beginning of the game. I thought that was a bad decision by Tuchel, and I still think it was. I think we missed him going forward as Piet wing back. I mean, it helped defensively, but he really did absolutely zero when we went forward, and I think we missed Reese James uh, having these crosses into the box. That being said, he did do very, very well defensively. He basically shut down Vardy with the help of Thiago Silva. I think we could see him there again. I'll say right now, I do have him starting there again in my starting lineup for this game on Tuesday against Leicester. I think he played very well. I'd say if I had to give my man of the match to anybody, it'd be him. Yeah, I think it'd be Reese James. He basically did everything you want from a center back. I mean, he shut down offensively, he kept the ball well. I mean, he gave the ball away on the opener, right? But I mean, he didn't, right? Because it was a handball, so I can't really say that that was his fault. So, overall, bad game, but we have the chance to make up for it, and we have a game here, and we have to play well. We have to play better, and we have to use this as a motivation to win our final three games of the season. They are all must-wins. They are all cup finals. And if we lose one, basically this entire season is gone. Uh, so... It's important that we win these games. I think we definitely have the ability to win all of these games, especially against Leicester. We showed that we have can create scoring chances and we can play. We can basically shut down their best attacking players in Iheanacho and Vardy. So, I mean, we'll see. I think we just need to play with more energy, but we'll see. I think we played terribly, but I think we have a chance to play better and make up for it. It's just been a terrible week or a few days, I guess, for Chelsea Football Club. I mean... Obviously, starting with the FA Cup final, that didn't go well. I'll go more into it in a second. And then, obviously, Liverpool, they have their crazy, you know, obviously, we're competing with them uh, for, you know, these Champions League spots. And Allison gets a header in, like, the 95th minute for them to win it against West Brom. Just not a good week at all. And, you know, obviously, Josh is going to get into it more, I'm sure, uh, when he gets to that segment. But, obviously, the Chelsea women's also lost in the... Uh, Champions League final there it's just not been a good week we really need to bounce back I mean talking about the game the Leicester game it it wasn't good enough I'm not as furious as I was a couple days ago you know initially I was very upset about the you know decisions but we also have to remember that we didn't put our chances away we weren't able to finish you know in in all it does come down to us not being able to finish right Uh, and not being able to produce and, you know, we only have us to blame. And we're, we're really missing a big game player. I think that's really the issue. Obviously, we used to have uh, Eden Hazard. I think he was a big game player. Didier Drogba, you know, that's obviously a little bit further in the past, but big game player. People or players who would literally die for this club and put their life on the line. I don't think we have any of those players anymore. I think Aspi maybe is one of them, and I think Mason Mount of the younger guys is probably one of them. But besides that, I don't see anyone who could – and I don't think, obviously, Aspi as a defender, I don't think he can do this. But we need someone to take grip of a match and just take it into their hands and produce. That's what Drogba did in these cup finals in the Champions League and the FA Cup. That's what he did. You know, Hazard, he took games into his own hands and made us win single-handedly. It's what, you know, some of the better players in the world have done, and we just don't have that person. You know, we hope in the future, Kai Havertz, Mason Mount, obviously Mason Mount, I would say is probably the biggest, the most, the closest to that, but 
you can't expect him, uh, you know, to control a match like that, especially, you know, he's still very young. You know, Timo Werner, we were hoping that he could be something more. Obviously, again, in this match, he was disappointing, utterly disappointing. Um, you know, it, it just no one played well at all uh, going forward. Mason mounted a couple decent chances. He didn't even have his best game, I would say, uh, but he did have a couple good chances. And Schmeichel in goal for them was sensational. Um, Jorginho was absolutely awful. Um, you know, recently he's been playing well before the Arsenal game, but I guess I don't know what's going on. Maybe that game, well, obviously that game uh, lost a lot of confidence for him. And he's just been really struggling, especially in transition um, from defense to attack in this game. We weren't able to get anywhere because we were uh, pushing the ball through Jorginho and he just wasn't able to move it forward. Uh, and that was a big problem for us uh, throughout the game. We really need Kovacic back because he was really good at bringing that ball uh, from defense to attack and really was great in transition. I think he's someone we'll definitely need back. Hopefully, I know he was on the bench, I believe, uh, for this past game, and he's starting to get fit. So hopefully if he's not fit for this upcoming game, at least the weekend against Villa and then the Champions League final, he'll be back. Because I think he's crucial to the success of this team. Marcus Alonso, I don't know why he's starting at left wing back. It was just it was just horrid from him. He was absolutely terrible. It was awful. Um, he had a couple good moments going forward, but it, it just wasn't good at all. And he doesn't he doesn't really have the pace to get around the outside, uh, around that right back position. I believe they had Castagne there, right? And he's obviously almost more of a natural winger who was playing wing back there, and he just was getting destroyed time after time there. Uh, and then Aspi and Reese James, they had the little switch there. Uh, Reese James playing right center back. Aspi went to the right wing back. I do like uh, Reese James in that right center back position a lot, actually, um, because I I think he fits better here. Josh is always laughing at me when I said this, but I think he fits physically the build of a center back better than Aspi does. He's strong. He's fast. He's quick. I think he was a good fit there uh, up against Jamie Vardy or against Iannaccio. Uh, and obviously Vardy kind of likes to play a little bit more to the left there. Uh, so he matched up with Reese James quite nicely. And I thought Reese James had a very good game. Um, obviously, besides that one mistake where he did play it into the uh, player, but obviously it was kind of a handball. You know, it, it. I get people are saying it came off his knee first, but, you know, I. It, this is where the laws are so not written well whatsoever that it's not, no one knows. Like, there's no law that says if it comes off the knee first, then you can use your hand, right? If you just kick the ball up, if, if you kick the ball up uh, with your foot, you kick it to your hand, just because it, you came off your knee and you put it on your knee and you bounce it up and then you slap it forward, that's not, that, like, that's still a handball, right? So that's kind of the way I look at it. And it impacted the direction of where the ball was going right into the other Leicester player who was able to dump it off right to Tielemans and obviously he scored that wonder goal. Um, nothing Keppa could do about that, but I mean, it's a handball for me, right? It, it impacted the play dramatically. I mean, it, it upset me, but again, we just have to move on there. And really, to be honest, defensively, we were extremely solid besides that one goal. There was nothing we could do about that, right? That, I mean, that was just a, a piece of absolute quality from Tielemans. Uh, fantastic. And they were extremely good defensively against us as well. Wesley Fofana is absolutely amazing. Only 20 years old. He's definitely someone who, if we were looking for a center back in the summer, I know there's rumors about that. Wesley Fofana, I would pay $80 million for him. He's absolutely sensational back there for Leicester, uh, especially in this game. 
But yeah, I mean, man of the match, I mean, I guess Reese James, but no one really played that well. Disappointing, but this game against Leicester in the Premier League, it's so critical that we win it. Liverpool are breathing down our necks. We we need to win. Um, and, you know, we need to put someone out there, put a good team out there to make sure uh, that we get that win because it's, it's crucial because we don't want to be finishing outside the top four, that's for sure. Yeah, and Alex, you alluded to it already. Um, you know, it wasn't just the Chelsea men that lost 1-0. It was, or in the FA Cup final, there was also the Chelsea women that lost 4-0 to Barcelona in the UEFA Champions League final. And they weren't just, you know, it wasn't just a close game. Um, It was complete, you know, sloppiness and just, it was a poor play, I would say, throughout the whole game. Obviously, since the first minute where there was the own goal, um, then there was a penalty, and there were two other. It just didn't work. Um, so Chelsea women fall in the Champions League final. I'm sure we won't be uh, far behind them um, in, in the Champions League final with that. But, you know, now it's all negativity. Uh, it's coming back from me. So I'm just going to – I'm throwing out my whole lineup right now. I'm not going to waste anyone's time. Uh, Edouard Mendy starting in net. Rudiger, Zuma, and then James again starting at that right center back. I know Alex is a pro – uh, football scout apparently so you know the physical physicality body type of Reese James fits at that right center back I don't know what the hell he's talking about just anyway Edward Menti Rudiger Zuma so no Tiago Silva he rests uh, and then and then James right center back uh, midfield Chilwell Conte I think Kovacic makes a return um, and starts in this game and then Asby at that right wing back role and then front three, I think Mason Mount starts. I think Kai Havertz starts. I think uh, Timo Werner starts again. Because, of course, you know, can't go without Timo Werner. He always plays so well in all of these games. Really shines under pressure. Um, so Timo Werner is my uh, striker. Uh, I just That was just not necessary at all. I mean, he keep in mind, he is still probably our best player this season. Besides Mason Mount, I mean, in terms of goals and assists, he technically is our best player, right? And I don't understand. I, but, hey, we're not going on a rant. I'm not getting in an argument about Timo Werner, but I just don't understand how you can possibly hate him that much when he has the most goals and assists on our team. But whatever. I guess I'll just go through my entire line uh, through my entire lineup to this time. Uh, Mendy has to come back in net. I think Rudiger starts again. I do want to point out because I forgot to say this during the game who told him that he is the has the ability to be able to shoot from 30, 40 yards out and hit it top corner. Every time he gets the ball, he literally just kicks it. Like, it's a field goal. He just kicks a field goal. It, it's terrible, and he just gives the ball away. But, okay, sorry. I think he still does start because he's very good defensively, but if he does that one more time, I think I'm going to have to kill him. Well, then Tiago Silva stays in there at center, center back. And I think Reese James actually goes in at right center back. I mentioned how I liked him there and I thought he played very well. I think they will do, Leicester will have a similar lineup with uh, Vardy and Iannaccio up there up front. And I think he played very well. He definitely shut down Vardy. So I think he stays in there. I think wingbacks, Ben Chilwell starts. We played much better when he was there. Marcus Alonso did not play very well. I barely even knew that Marcus Alonso was playing, to be honest. I think that summed up his day. And then the midfield, Conte starts, I I think, and I think Kovacic is reportedly fit. I He wasn't in the squad for the game, uh, for the FA Cup final. I think he may make a return here. I have him in my lineup if he is fully fit enough to make a return. But if he isn't, 
then I think Jorginho will definitely stay in there. I mean, honestly, hopefully it's Gilmore. I think Jorginho does not deserve to start. I hope. Maybe even Mount. I just hope Jorginho doesn't start this game. I think he will, but I hope he doesn't. And then on the right, I think Kyle Hudson-Odoi will start there. A bit of a twist. I think we played much better when you went much more attacking. Obviously, that's not really a good judge because they were kind of just sitting, sitting back and absorbing the pressure. And we had literally every single player that you could think of going forward. But <laughs> I think he, we played much better when he was on the pitch. So I think he starts. And then front three, I think Pulisic starts, Mount starts, and up front, let's go Kai Havertz. Mount Havertz, Pulisic up front. That's my lineup. So for my lineup, I'm going to call it the most consistent lineup here. I think Tuchel goes safe. I think I'm going to go through a little bit uh, when we get to more of the attacking positions, why I chose those players. But I got Mendy in net. Right center back, I got Reese James. I think he does that again. Uh, center, center back, I have Thiago Silva. Left center back, Tony Rudiger. Please don't do those 40-yard strikes. I agree with you, Peter. Um, and Tony Rudiger will be the only German I have in my starting lineup uh, for this game. Right wing back, I'm going to have Callum Hudson-Odoi. We saw him play that uh, when he came on. I think he continues to play that uh, in this game. In the midfield, I think we go Conte. I think he's a staple in there. And I agree with you, Peter. I think Jorginho probably will start, but I have a feeling Mason Mount will start in that center of the midfield uh, alongside N'Golo Conte. We need to win this game. A draw is probably not enough. Um, So I think we go out and really try to win this game from the beginning. Ben Chilwell, left wing back, um, and that'll be my midfield. And my front three, kind of a little bit of a strange one we haven't seen in a while. I think Hakeem Ziyech starts on the right-hand side. I think when he plays, he's a big game player. Uh, You know, when we play against Man City, he always shows up, and that's certainly a big game. Uh, And, you know, he's just been extremely good uh, recently, I would say. I think he starts, uh, and I think he gives us kind of a different dynamic there on that right-hand side. Christian Pulisic on the left-hand side. Uh, you could maybe see Timo Werner, but I think after you know Saturday's performance, he doesn't start, but he probably will start. Um, and then at striker, I'm going to have Olivier Giroud. I think Kai Havertz is definitely possible here, but Olivier Giroud for me, you go up with the safe goal scorer, someone you know is just born to score goals. Yes, he hasn't scored recently, uh, but I think he starts up front. Um, and that's going to be my lineup. And then I guess score predictions now. I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be close. I think we're going to win 1-0 because I think we need to bounce back. We have no choice. I think Tuchel needs to stop tinkering. I think he needs to get his best lineup out there. He needs to play solid and play with the players that just want to fight and want to win. Uh, And, you know, players that will push the ball forward and get us big chances and hopefully finish those chances as well. Goals, Alex. You're talking about goals with Olivier Giroud. He doesn't even start. The, The guy doesn't even play of recently. Tuchel barely starts him, if ever. Since he's yeah, but he's still a goal scorer. We know what he can do when he does start. He's, Excuse he's me. No, 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 no. You're trying to defend Olivier Giroud. If you let me finish, I'm not trashing Olivier Giroud. I'm trashing that we're not playing him, Alex. Do you think I want Timo Werner over Olivier Giroud every match? No. I want Olivier Giroud coming in. But the thing is, you're saying it like, oh, you're like, I know he hasn't scored recently. It's because Tuchel doesn't play the guy. He doesn't start him, and he barely has him coming in off the bench most of the time. I know he came off the bench uh, a few games ago, but like have Olivier Giroud start or have him come in in the 60th, 70th minute. The guy doesn't come in, and he's proven how good he is. 
I mean, we can look at that goal against Atletico Madrid as the goal of the season for Chelsea. And we saw him there, and we barely, we've barely seen him since that. So, no, I'm not trashing him, Alex. I'm saying that Tuchel doesn't play him enough for how good he is. But anyway, I'm, now I'm getting upset. So, uh, game tomorrow, I have, I have Leicester winning again. So, there's that. Um, I don't know, 1-0 again, right? We have Mendy in that, so maybe he'll be um, better than Kepa, even though it wasn't even that big of a Kepa mistake. Tomorrow, 3-15, 8-15 for all of you watching in England. I said it last episode, and of course, you know, Liverpool can't freaking lose. They have to win, and then their top four hopes are still, you know, in the balance, of course, now, because they beat West Brom in the 95th minute, whatever the heck it was, Alex, who said it. So I said last episode that basically Chelsea locked up top four. They don't have it locked up, and they probably will not even finish in the top four. We'll have to wait and see. But, um, you know, it's still obviously in play. We can beat Leicester City here, jump in front of them, and jump into third. But 66 points, Leicester City in third, Chelsea fourth with 64, and then Liverpool in fifth with 63. Um, that's going to be it for my score prediction. Peter, I'll have you go. All I'm saying before I say my score prediction is two things. How can you be so negative still? It's a one loss, oh, it's two losses, but it's two losses. You were never this negative under Frank, and that was like seven consecutive terrible, terrible, terrible games. But that, which is kind of crazy to me, it's two bad games. And it wasn't even that bad of a game. We easily could have won that game against Leicester. We didn't play well, we could have won that. But I will also say, actually, I'm going to say three things. Second thing, who was the one that said it wasn't locked up? Me. Just saying, just want to say that. It's not a good thing that it is, but I just want to say that I said that. And then third, the reason why Giroud doesn't play is, did you see him when he came on? He came on. I wanted him to come on. I talked to Alex about it. Alex also wanted him to come on. And when he came on, he did absolutely nothing. He The first time he touched the ball, he just kicked it out of bounds and a pass to nobody. I mean, sure, it doesn't help that we never cross it to him whenever he's on, but the last few times when he's come on, he's done absolutely nothing. And maybe that's a part of the Tuchel system because I think I find him coming way too deep sometimes, coming in basically being as a cam when he's meant to just literally just be as close as to the opponent line as you can and win every single ball in the air and score a header, score from across. But he hasn't been playing well, and I think that's why he's not starting. I think he deserves to start, but I don't think I don't think he fits Tuchel's system, and I think that's why he's not playing. We know he's a talented goal scorer, but I don't think he will start because I think there's players that fit it better. Uh, and now my fourth thing, the actual goal prediction, I think I'm still quite confident. I think this is a really good team. We obviously made the UCL final. We made the FA Cup final. We got from ninth to fourth. We're still a great team. We have all the talent we need. I think we'll win 1-0 or draw 0-0. I think we can keep a clean sheet now that Mendy's in that. And I think it really all depends on if our front three can actually score or they will be trash as usual. Well, here you go. We lost to a team that's fighting for to finish top 10, for God's sake. They can't even do that. They're sitting in ninth. They can barely even finish top 10. That's number one. Number two, we always lose to freaking Arsenal. We can never beat Arsenal. And it annoys me. And I thought, you know, maybe, just maybe in this Tuchel system, we got, we're doing so well. We're about to be in the FA Cup final. We're about to be in the Champions League final. Still not enough. And we still lose to Arsenal once again. That's one. And by the way, 
won an awful job by Jorginho passing it back to a wide open net that Kefa has to make a diving save. And then, you know, it all goes bad from there. We've already talked about that game. And then second, obviously you're going to be negative coming off an FA Cup final because, you know, you made it all that way just to lose, which, you know, sucks. But then to have to do that and try and rebound three days later and go up against the same opponent that you just faced in the FA Cup final, barely getting a few days off, right? Chelsea players came and rest. And you have Chelsea now. They've lost momentum, right? So now now they're on a downhill. They've lost two in a row, one to a team that can barely make the top 10 in the Premier League and one to a team that is a, they're trying to beat and finish top four against that just beat them in the FA Cup final. So they're all the way down, like down here if you're making a chart. Now you have Leicester City who just came in, won the FA Cup final. So they have their high hopes. And now they get to play us and then advance in the top three. They're already ahead of us in the top three. Now they can just get higher on the list. So that's why I'm negative because we're going to face a team that has all the momentum right now and who just beat us. It would be different if they won the FA Cup final against Man City, Manchester United, or whoever, you know, were there. But no, they came into the FA Cup final and beat us. And it was three days ago. It was two days ago right now. And we're recording this on Monday. So that's why. I can't see us winning this game. But you know what? Chelsea, Thomas Tuchel, whoever wants to do it, Timo Werner, for God's sake, prove me wrong. Get a goal. Get a goal. Wrap this game up. Let's make it 1-0. Let's beat them like they beat us. And let's let's win this game 1-0. But for right now, I think all of the shift and all of the praise and all of the whatever you would call it, all the momentum goes to Leicester City for this match. And that's why. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Talking Blues. Subscribe wherever you're listening. Drop a five-star rating and review if you enjoy this episode. Hopefully I won't be raging as much as this in the next few episodes as we move towards the UEFA Champions League final, which will happen in about a week or so, uh, a little longer than that. And um, yeah, follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod, and that'll be a wrap for this episode of Talking Blues I'm Josh, and I've been joined by my two co-hosts, Alex and Peter. And we will see you next time for a recap of this Leicester City match. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.